Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Travancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. You get into the you get into the kitchen and your all of your jaws just drop. Are we fighting the food golem? Because this is I hope so because I'm really hungry. A beautiful kitchen. There are wonderful copper pots and pans. There's a giant cook stove. There's an entire bookshelf. It's like a little one of those little like hutches where there's like drawers underneath and the books. And it's got all these cookbooks on it. Uh, but the thing, the thing that you're attracted and the cookbooks, um, if you guys would like to roll a perception check. I would love to roll that. Soria is always happy to perceive. Oh, shit. I rolled the same thing on my physical dice as my virtual dice. <laughs> oh, God. Drink. Books. My motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not even going to try for a crit. Zoria rolled a 20, not natural. All right. So um, you guys notice that all the titles on these books say, by Schnurbadurb. Or do I recognize what language this is? These are all by the Swedish chef from the Muppets. Okay. So... So unless one of us speaks Swedish, you don't chef. speak so. Um, unless your name is Tora. Wait, 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 wait! Comprehend don't you not comprehend languages? I do, but I'm not going to spend a spell slot on that. <laughs> it's a first level spell. No, I'm not spending a spell on on cookbooks. I spent a spell like burning shit. Right? <laughs> do you have what's wrong with you? I Soria cannot help but be charmed by her drunk friend, mostly because she knows that she's got days worth of stories to make fun of him with for later. And so <laughs> to appease him a little bit, she casts Comprehend Languages and can now read any language that is before her. So she can now read Swedish Chef. Anything appealing? Um, what's very interesting is that despite the fact, so you, you're experiencing something where you are, you know, you're seeing it in that language, but it's all, you know, it's all, you know, for fact that every single one of these has a different title. And every single one of these has different words in the title and is by a different chef. However, every single one of these cookbooks is for meatballs. Okay. <laughs> Yet... Yet. There are no meatballs in this kitchen. Okay. <laughs> For a moment, I'm just like, hmm, meat, meat, balls, balls of meat, meat, and, more and balls, more balls, more meat, more balls. You get the meatballs. feeling that if you bothered to take a cookbook off the chef, off the chef, off the shelf, you would flip through and find that these very thick cookbooks were just filled with recipes for meatballs. Okay. Weird, but Soria can appreciate a nice honed expertise on something. And yet, like I said, this kitchen, even though it's you know it's beautiful, you can tell that it is loved, and you've got this weirdo bookshelf that you're just like, what the fuck? The best part about this kitchen is the giant farm table that takes up so much space and is groaning under the weight of food. Ooh. Guys, we should liberate the table by li- I agree. Food. There are 
let's see, there is, there are all, all, all of the Yulmis treats include, there is, there is, there are charcuterie plates. There is at least 17 different kinds of cheeses. There, are there gefilte fish? Please tell me there's gefilte fish. Well, there's not, there's something that's very close to gefilte fish. It smells like gefilte fish, which for the uninitiated smells like cat food. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I've eaten it. Um, there's this plate, and it, it looks like some kind of liver paste. And there's another yes! plate that looks like some kind of fish paste. And there's a bowl that looks like some kind of salty fish sauce. And the fish paste has tiny little, like, fish heads sticking out of it in a very decorative manner. And despite how gross that sounds, they look incredibly festive. Those fish look very happy to be dead and sticking in your fish paste. Soria turns to the, the gentleman and says, Mine, dibs! And goes straight for the, the gefilte fish substitute. And is going to start there and then make her way down the table. Eating. I'm assuming that this also appeals to Bucks' senses. So he he spreads his tiny wings and launches himself at, at that as well. What about what about you, Carlton? Are you looking for any things particular you would like to see on the table? First. Whatever's first. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I go for. First thing I see. So the whole table is laid out very specifically eggs to apples style. So you have all of your there's there's a big selection of pickles. Carlton, you might be interested in the large selection of pickles. I, I eat pickles. There are pickled eggs. Ironically, there are no pickles made out of cucumbers. You you find you. They're all pickled other things. There's pickled, there pickled onions. Pig there's pickled peaches. There's pickled tomatoes. There's pickled watermelon. There's a few pickled pigs' feet. Are there any pickled meatballs? There are no pickled meatballs, but there are some pickled eyeballs. Ooh, that's creepy. And you get the sense that these are probably Ooh. like deer's eyes. Now, there's no turkey on this table because nobody eats turkey during Yule's Miss. As you get to the center of the table, you guys see, um, you see this, this, this large, large paper bag. Would you care to cut it open and find out what is inside? Uh, I, I, I turn to Jonathan and be like, hey, hey, I give you a gold to eat the eyeballs. You got it, buddy. And I, I, I'm like, pay up front, motherfucker. I, I put a gold in his hand. And, like, and better, I, I swipe the gold, and in one smooth motion, I pick up an eyeball and start nomming. So in your head, you thought this was going to work a lot like grapes, but you are <laughs> wrong. And as you bite down, there's a lot, there's not as much give as you thought there would be. But once you get through, there is a, they're not cold pickled eyeballs. They're more like. Somebody accidentally set the jar of pickled eyeballs next to the fire for too long, pickled eyeballs. <laughs> and so what comes out is there's this squirt of warm liquid. Oh. And and it's vinegary, <laughs> but it's also got this other weird flavor that you've never oh my God. tasted I, before. I, you're describing what you're describing is actually making Jonathan the actual person vomit. And you kind of think as you're as you're trying to swallow this, because you get the feeling that Carlton's gonna take your money back if you don't actually eat this. Oh yeah, he will. You are you the magic muscular, but he is physically stronger than you. So I I with this in mind, I bite down as hard as I can and swallow as hard as I can. I am gonna 
I am going to I I am going to to stiff upper lift this shit. Do a constitution check. I figured this was coming. Uh that is a 16. You 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 get it down. You get that eyeball down. And as it as it rolls down your gullet, you think you taste a hint of rosemary. Nice. <laughs> yes. All right, what else? Who else who else is eating? Uh, I want to go look in the bag. You want to go to the bag? Yeah. How large is this bag? Mm. He says it's the center of the table. It's in the center of the table. It's a brown paper bag. And it is, it's been nicely, it's a huge paper bag. We're talking, if it were a beautiful rectangle, it'd be about three feet by two feet. It's a big table. You kind of start to notice the kitchen is a, almost as big as or bigger than the main common room. So they feed some motherfuckers in this place. Yeah, post people. They are working men. They're hungry. And the it's so it's three feet by two feet. Do I smell anything coming off of this bag? Like get a everything closer. else is presented, get a closer right? closer and give it a big like you kind of smell like the general food. All right. I'm okay. I'm are not you, interested in it. Are you giving it a big whiff? I'll take a big whiff. I'll take a big whiff. I'll, I'm kind of curious as Carlton goes close. Do you want a perception check? Yeah, I do a perception check. I'll tell you what you smell. Ooh, that'd be a 26. All right. So you smell the distinct Jesus smell. Christ. Soria, okay, just because I've never actually, I'll, I'll, I'll give a little backstory to Soria because some of these bonuses may sound crazy, especially as the DM. Uh, Soria not only is a bard, but uh, specifically the the path that she took is, oh, I'm going to make sure I get this correct. It's jack of all trades, which gives her all kinds of bonuses to all of her skills. So she's not incredibly good in a fight, but she's proficient and amazing in everything. So I get a plus eight to my perception. She's a skill monkey. She's skill. So she gets a plus eight to her perception. She sees everything. I mean, no, that's 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 good. It's like Jonathan Magimuscular has plus eights and other things. Yeah, her passive passive perception is 18. It's like, come on. Yeah, it's a little insane. Anyway, so Soria takes a big whiff. So you take a big whiff. Soria takes a big whiff. She takes takes her wings and she starts wafting. Waff, 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 waff. And with (laughs) wings, you can waft very well. Oh, yes. And so you you smell smell venison. Okay. And you smell mushrooms and onions. And you smell rosemary, and you get this, and you smell pine, actually. Hmm. But you also smell a smell that you're not, you haven't, you haven't really, you're not quite sure you've smelled before, because, because you all celebrate, Yule's Miss is a general, you know, it's a general holiday, but you guys know that there's different places have different traditions. Um, so are you going to open the bag, or are you just going to smell the bag? I'm going to open it. All right, Carlton's going to open it. Carlton, I'm um, whiffing, I'm whiffing, and Carlton just rips into it. <laughs> Carlton tears open the bag, and inside the bag, he sees, he sees that there are, there is this, there are apples, and there's actually pine branches, and there's twigs of rosemary, and there's oranges, and there's a lot of mushrooms, and they're caught, and they're you know, the mushrooms and the orange, the apples, they're cooked and they're like lending all their flavor to a second container within this bag. It could be a stomach lining. It could be, it could be, it could be stomach. It could be a bladder. Are we, is this, is this like Christmas haggis? That's the closest thing you have. 
But if you'd like to, if you'd like to, if you'd like to cut into it, you will find out. Let's cut the fuck into it. And I, uh, I'm like, don't worry, guys. If it's raw, I can cook it. And I, and I raise my hand and ready a fireball. And sorry, I, uh, immediately. I grab my hand axe and just chop it in half. Grabs Jonathan's hands and pushes them down and says, "Don't cook the fish." No, <laughs> but I want to. I want to. No. I want to and at this point, no, 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 no. And at this point, like, like Bucks, who is more interested in raw food than cooked food, kind of flies over and also starts pushing down on my hand. Bucks and I are in this together. So, <laughs> and it's like, like, no, I want to cook so it. You get like, no, 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 no. I want to cook it. As you, you might want to poke it first. I poke it. You get the sense that this is a thin membrane, and if you go chopping into it, you're going to ruin whatever is inside, and you're not going to know what it is. Alright, I delicately take my hand axe and trim off the membrane to open it. Alright, so you cut you cut a nice little hole, and as if by magic, the membrane just flops kind of open, and all the juices run out, and all the stuff around it runs in, and it mixes nice together, this paper bag, and inside you see a fawn. Not, not a fawn as in the species, but a fawn as in a baby deer. Dead or alive? What an interesting Schrodinger's uterus you have in front of you. <laughs> Except he's opened it, so we're looking in. So now, now we, it we must have collapsed codify. that way for what exactly. you guys. The delicacy you guys have just discovered is regional delight called baby in a bag. <laughs> what? Wait, okay. This is a thing. So, um, you know. Actually, Jonathan, you just know this because you you've done a lot of reading, and you know you skim and you just remember shit, and you remember reading about uh, what in Waterdeep was considered disgusting and heathen, but out here in bumfuck wherever um, is considered a delicacy, which is um, often and for 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 Yule's myths, it is actually done up in a real paper bag to give it some kind of a. Some kind of special. It makes it special. But traditionally, baby in a bag um, is what happens when hunters bring down a pregnant deer. And instead of eating the deer, um, they use the deer in the uterus almost like a basting bag. And they bury it in hot coals and they cook it for days and days and days. And then when they unbury it, the deer itself is burnt and charred. But the, um, the uh, fawn is uh, perfectly cooked. Okay, so I, I think about this. And John, and we have a little it's bit of blending safe to eat. with right, right, right. No, no, no. So I'm thinking about this, and I'm thinking of a blending between what Jonathan the Magimuscular knows and Jonathan the actual person knows, because Jonathan the actual person loves barbacoa, which is like slow cooked cow face. Yeah, it's one of the most delicious things ever. And if you've ever come with me to Taco Shack in Austin at RTX. Or to to torchies, you know the magic of barbacoa. So I'm oh, like, God. I'm I'm like thinking, huh? This is this is one of the mo- more abhorrent hunting practices. This isn't done on purpose. This is a delicacy because it happens on accident. But slow cooked baby meat. And sorry, at this oh, point, oh my God! As Jonathan starts to drool, sorry is going to repeat her question as she looks into baby in a bag and says, but. Is it alive or is it? No, no, no. Uh, I, I, I put my hand on Soria because I, I'm, I'm drunk and a little handy. I'm like Soria. Yeah. Don't do not do not fear. It, it is quite dead, and since, since it's a baby and slow cooked, it's super delicious. <laughs> I do need to preface this for everybody that this is like for people listening. This is not like me being 
twisted and weird. Um, this is a pre. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pre-colonial East Coast um, Native American tradition that probably didn't survive post-colonial, but was described by actually some of the the like. It's in some early records from white people who came over and were fed this, uh, and it was. It was literally uh, my I, my anthropology professor described it to me one time because he was doing his dissertation with some of the oral histories of the East Coast Native tribes that still exist. There's not a lot in the East Coast, but um, because of systematic uh, attempts to exterminate them by the U.S. government over the past entire existence of our country. But yeah, this is a real thing. This isn't like me made up. Like I made the paper bag part. I thought that would be fun. But this is the thing people did Come for the, dra- to the dragons, stay for the U.S. history. As a DM, you never have to explain yourself. Okay, I just want you guys... You can cut that out. I just want you guys to no, know. No, I'm leaving it all in. <laughs> all in. All totally in. Because... So are you it. eating? Soria's eating. I take my hand axe and I uh, wait, wait, cut wait, off no, 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 no. Soria's not eating. Soria just wanted to know if it was Soria's alive or dead. Soria's eating gefilte fish substitute. Soria is going after the fish because she's not touching the baby in a bag. Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular is definitely going for the baby in the bag because he likes lamb. And if this is essentially slow cooked lamb, he is he is very interested. I'm going to take my uh, hand axe and cut off a little sliver of uh, baby deer face. No, 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 no. We have to. No, I, I, I before he, before he takes his hand axe, I'm like, no, Carlton, Carlton, we have to first. We have to we have to do to cut into the uterus very carefully, and then we can get to the delicious baby deer meat within. But but not before we have to. He already uh, cut steps. into the uterus. Yeah, and I, it was I, flooded. I it, yeah. Okay. It All right. Never mind. Let's go yeah, for that's face That's how we know meat. this thing is there. Yeah. So yeah, I, I cut off a sliver of baby deer face. All right. So you guys you guys dig in. There's sides. There's cranberries. There is everything you could want. Like I said, there's like a bunch of different cheeses. There's crackers. Is the baby deer in a bag? Is that the only meat on the table? No, there's also some normal meats. There's ham. There's some chicken. Perfect. She is going to systematically, like, she is a bird. She is a bird of prey. So she will be eating meat. This this whole baby in a bag thing is a little weird, though. So she's just going to systematically take, make her way down the table. I take a little, like, uh, a baby shank off the baby deer and I offer it to Bucks. Does Bucks? I, I mean, you control Bucks. So. Okay, so Bucks like <laughs> yeah. like looks at it and he's like he's like thanks for a little bit is look is a little conflicted, but then his owl sense takes over and he like pounces on it. It's just like he takes it over and he's like, so and like he, he he's like me. He feels a little guilty about it, but it's so so good. You might feel a little guilty, but this is the best thing you've ever eaten. If you had to make a list tomorrow. You would, if you, uh, you would, there, this would be in the top 10 easily. It's tender. It's perfectly seasoned, which is interesting considering you can tell that it's been in the uterus the whole time. <laughs> like they haven't <laughs> opened it up and added anything to it. And everything, all the little extras, the mushrooms and the, and the apples and the citrus, you can still taste all those flavors. It's perfect. But there is other meat. There's meat pies. There's meat patties. Oh, is there a, is there any blood pie? There is not blood pie. Blood pie, Aww. not a thing here. Meat pies, yeah. These, you know. And then and then as you get you get about two thirds down the table, and you hit the dessert section. Oh my god! 
And you guys just, what is your, pick a favorite dessert for your character. Oh, you have to put me on the spot. Uh, Soria's going directly for anything chocolate. All right. Anything that looks like it's in chocolate, covered in chocolate, if it's just pieces of chocolate, chocolate. Just brown lumps of chocolate. Uh, mousse. She'll accept mousse as a as a chocolate-like substitute, but chocolate. Okay. So Jonathan the Magimuscular is a big fan of mint. So if there is like minty things, like maybe like maybe chocolate with mint, or maybe like mint flavored. What? So okay. So my my pie knowledge of Jonathan the actual person. You need some Andy's candies. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. What is a minty kind of pie? Oh, he would also, he would, since he's from islands, he's actually originally from islands, so he would appreciate anything tangy. So, like a key lime pie or, or like a, a, a a lime cheesecake. He likes lime and he likes mint. That's what he likes. All right. Boom. And, and having grown up in the woods with wolves, uh, Carlton's desserts mostly consisted of fruit. So, he's very partial to like fruit tarts. Uh, preferably if they have them berries, because berries were always a nice tangy little treat. So any type of like blueberry, strawberry, raspberry tart that that may exist in your world. On on the entire left hand side of the table, uh, is just chocolate, chocolate all the way down. Uh, there is a chocolate hazelnut pie. There is a chocolate cheesecake. You get the sense that if these people have money to spend, they spend it on chocolate. Perfect. There are. On this side of the table, there are raspberries covered in chocolate. There are cherries covered in chocolate. Um, there are something that, that, Carlton, you've never seen before, but it smells like an orange. And it looks like an orange, except it's chocolate. Hmm. This intrigues me. Soria has exquisite table manners because she's learned that when she doesn't, people look at her funny. So she has a plate and as she's doing the buffet style, like trying everything, she's being super cautious of like taking a little portion with a knife and a fork and not touching any of the food that other people are taking, putting it on the plate. And then once like that's taken care of stuffs it in her mouth and then like very carefully I'm going to take, you know, one chocolate covered strawberry on the plate. Stuffs it in her mouth. And basically, that's what she's doing. Like, exquisite table manners, stuff in her mouth. Carlton looks at Soria funny as he's just <laughs> grabbing food off the table and shoving it straight into his maw. On the right-hand side of the table, it's pies. It's pies all the way down. Um, there is lots of lots of nut-based pies. So there's pecan pie. Um, you even see something that looks like it's got acorn paste. And you're kind of like, mm, oh, that looks a little creative, but whatever. Fuck you. There's apple pie, and there's cherry pie, and there's raspberry pie, and there's snozberry pie, and there's gooseberry pie. And there is a very nice, and you wonder where they got this in the winter, a very nice blueberry peach pie. Um, mm. And there are some tiny little tarts perfectly sized miniatures of every single one of these pies and then there is just interspersed almost like decorations but definitely there to be eaten as well every kind of fruit you can imagine um there's an entire plate of candied oranges there's an next to it is an entire plate of um candied lemon peel uh so there is there is something for everyone and uh decorating the center of this portion of the table are a series of jello molds. Uh, they are they are lime green color. 
And Soria immediately thinks there is an ooze on the table and says, Ah! 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 Jonathan, kill it with fire! Kill it with fire! Ah! Fire bolt! All right. Uh, I need everybody to roll initiative. <laughs> yep, yep. There's an ooze. There's an what? ooze on the table. Oh, my God. A, d- d- she has never seen a jello mold. And that, there's an ooze on the table. It was it's so- an ooze. I was hoping that Jonathan would at least want to eat the lime green mint jello. <laughs> He can after he's destroyed it with fire. Jonathan, what is your initiative? Ma, uh, Jonathan the Magic Muscular, his initiative is something. Definitely something. It is 14 and bucks. Dex, dex plus one. So it is six. All right, Soria. Uh, Soria also got a 14, uh, but her dexter- her initiative bonus is a four. So I'm assuming she's going ahead. And Carlton? Uh, Carlton got a 16. For his initiative. All right. Okay. Let me look at what what was what the go- Jello mold has. The Jello mold has. All right. Okay. 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 Um. Guys, we're totally gonna destroy this Jello mold. Don't fuck shit up. Fuck up this Jello mold. Screw this Jello mold. Jonathan, you fire. You were. You're still drunk. And you had a fright because you were eating and then you suddenly thought you saw an ooze um, in the shape of a, of a gingerbread house. And you fire off, you try to fire off a firebolt towards this, but it kind of, it kind of misses. And it hits that wonderful chocolate tart that Soria had her eye on and that thing is up in flames. And then you guys kind of calm the fuck down a little bit and you're like, hold on, wait, is this, is this jello? Ah, uh, but no, it's not. They start moving, and uh, it is a news. It is a news. It's a news. Uh, it is. I'm there actually are, kind of surprised by that. There are three, <laughs> three oozes. Holy shit! And I uh, totally was just being in character. I didn't know there was going to be a news. There are three. Uh, there is a lime ooze, which is at the top of the order, followed by a lemon ooze, okay. followed by Carlton. Followed by an orange ooze, followed by Soria, followed by Jonathan, followed by Bucks. And it is the lime ooze that you fired at. So the lime ooze is going first. The lime ooze is going to go first, and it is going to attack. It's, it's yeah, it's definitely going to attack Jonathan the Magic Muscular. Um, so, yeah, this was, uh, th- these guys were fucking laying in wait. Damn it. So does a does uh Jonathan does a twenty one does twenty one hit? Oh yes. Oh that that nails right. me. <laughs> Especially drunk. Uh so the lime ooze hits you, but the thing is, uh <laughs> these are citrus. So they do citrus damage. <laughs> which of is course. akin oh they're not very big. Oh my if you God. Would, if these were typical oozes, these would be these would be like these guys would be pretty huge and pretty powerful, but these are tiny little oozes whose strategy has been to take the shape of Jello. <laughs> um, so it doesn't hit you for much. It's it's a uh, seven citrus damage. I take it. All right. Uh, next up is the lemon ooze, and the lemon ooze heard Soria scream. Yep. And it was very startled. So was I. And it, 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 the limit, while the lime ooze was dodging fireballs and retaliating, the lemon ooze, the lemon ooze went, oh, God, what's that? And um, it decided to, to 
It just, it's it's a, in its flight or fight response. Um, it decided to flange out at you and go with fight. Does a twelve hit? Oh no! So the limonu is kind of like, like freaks out and just like flops around at you and is like, oh, and it and then it rolls it rolls off of its little platform and uh, it's just kind <laughs> of like it's jiggling because it's 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 jello. So it's just it's just jiggling. In um, fear, hatred, anger, it doesn't know what emotion it's experiencing. Carlton, what are you going to do? Uh, Carlton hears this commotion behind him, and he kind of turns around, and he's got, like, chipmunk cheeks going on, where he's just got food chip, like, shoveled <laughs> in there, and they're just, like, expanded. And I'm supposed to hurt food. Food's not supposed to hurt us. This doesn't make sense. And that makes me mad and angry that my food is hurting us. So Carlton's going to go into a rage, and then he's going to take uh, his halberd, and from ten feet away, he's gonna try to cut up the uh, the lime one that's uh, hurting his buddy. All right, Jonathan, the magic muscular. Uh, does a nine hit? A nine does hit. How much damage do you do? Nineteen slashing and necro- slash, uh, slashing and necrotic. So you take your axe and you just start like choppy, choppy, chop, 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 like <laughs> through this thing because it's. I mean, it's an ooze, and you kind of chop it into a bunch of tiny bits. And it like slowly slurps back together, but you notice that instead of the the lime ooze was the biggest one, and it was in the shape of a magnificent, um, kind of a magnificent jiggling palace, and you it kind of comes back together, and it's more it's more of a blob, and it's <laughs> it it you know when Jello starts to melt, it's starting to puddle a little bit underneath it. Okay, well if it's still going after Jonathan, I'm gonna hit that one again. All right. And a 26 for 14 damage. <laughs> this lime ooze, like, you you kind of, instead of even just, like, slashing at it, you kind of just whap it with the end of your axe. And it squishes out underneath your axe and just melts into a puddle, a puddle of 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 lime goo. And then this lime ooze is donezo. Yay! And then I turn to the camera and I'm like, and that is how you Julienne a jello mold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next uh, the next in the order is the orange ooze the orange ooze the orange ooze had been made into the shape of a of, of, of a of what you know a very a very very fat man um, <laughs> scowling at everyone should have been jolly he's jiggling for sure but he's scowling it looks like somebody's not really quite gotten the hang of of jello molds and it it, it kind of jiggles to life and its belly is like <laughs> it's like bouncing around um and it it notices that that carlton has killed its friend so um it it jiggles and because it has little fat jiggly jello legs it makes a running leap at carlton and it is gonna try to latch onto your face <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna face hug at you carlton no, no. Nom, there's nom, all sorts nom. of there's all sorts of subtext there. Subtext. Uh, does a fourteen hit? Uh, a fourteen will miss. Okay, so it misses. It whiffs. Um, it goes. It gets a running leap. It kind of. It, you know. It does the thing where it like it uh, like jumps off a banks off a spoon and it's like, but it's jello, so it's more like. 
quiet. It's just jiggle noises. Um, and it's head, though. It's And it misses your face completely, and it just hits the wall, and it flops down on the floor. And now it is orange jello, and it's covered with all the grime that's on a normal kitchen floor. There's, like, some dog hairs, and, and it's, it's like, trying to pick itself up and dust itself off. But it's, yeah, it's on the floor right now, and it's not, not happy. As I, like, turn to dodge it coming at me, I'm like, Drunken Boxer! Yeah, you dodge that shit because you, your drunk self, your drunk self can just navigate the world in a way that nobody really should be able to. I'm gonna get on my drunk Twitter account. Next up is Soria. Okay, I need to know these two oozes that are left. I know one has fallen on the floor and one is still on the table, but are they within ten feet of each other? Oh yeah, this this table is in fact about fifteen feet long, and since you're in the last two thirds of the table. You're in the last third of the table, so you're with all within a bubble of five feet together. Perfect. I'm going to cast Shatter, and I'm going to place my ten-foot sphere of awesome in a spot that will get both oozes but won't get any of my friends. Okay. I, I just trusted you on this. <laughs> I, I, and Jonathan Magimuscular, seeing the AoE in action, is like, you can, you can AoE me anytime, <laughs> Soria. I trust you. Well, Soria, being not drunk, is going to try. So it, that's why I was asking, are they within 10 feet? And can I... Uh, so Shatter creates a 10-foot radius sphere centered on a point that I have 60 feet of point that I can place it. So I will do this as long as I know I can place this sphere somewhere where I get both oozes, but none of my friends. Yes. Perfect. I need each of these oozes to make a constitution saving throw. All right, oozes. And oozes. Constitu- hey. My spell save DC is a 14, so they have to beat a 14. Ooze number lemon gets a nine. <laughs> number nope, 11. he fails. Oh, ooze number, ooze number orange gets a 13. They both fail at constitution saving throw. They both fail. Okay. So they're going to take thunder damage. Oh. Ah. Eight, nine, ten. They're gonna take eleven thunder damage each. Wow. Uh, so because I hate oozes. <laughs> uh, so the lemon ooze. The lemon ooze is like. Uh, lemon ooze was the fight or flight. It's still. It still can't figure it out. But it gets knocked back and it uh, falls off of its nice little uh, cake stand that it had been sitting on. These had been tiered, nice, beautiful silver tiered cake stands. Um, the lemon yeah. ooze was the only ooze still on the cake stand, and it, it takes the thunder damage and it gets flopped. And you hear this big, and it uh, hits the table and it kind of like shakes around and it's not. It's it's not sure what to do. Uh, the orange ooze. The orange ooze um, is literally in its grumpy Santa form dusting itself off it's trying to it's trying to get ready for the fight again Thunder Damage hits it and it also flop back down on the ground it is covered in even more kitchen grime perfect they're both still standing though Jonathan well hold on I'm not done I'm not done because I suspect that my friend Jonathan being drunk might need a little bit of help. I'm going to go ahead and as a um, bonus action, I'm going to inspire him. So Jonathan, on your next attack, save or skill check, you can add, you can choose to add a D6 to that attack, save or skill check. How how does Soria inspire Jonathan the Magic Muscle? Uh, well, Soria, of course, starts to sing and she's going to sing, sing a song of six the- minutes. 
she's going to sing a normal song that you usually hear during this festive holiday season. Um, and she starts to go, la, 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 Inspiration. And from, from, from way upstairs, she's like, what did I tell you about singing? And the door slams. And is going to respond with, well, what did I tell you about oozes? Actually, I didn't tell you anything about oozes. I'm telling you something right now, which is I hate oozes. No, the door slams. She doesn't hear you anymore. That's okay. Uh, so yeah, you get a d6 after you roll. You can decide whether you need to use it or not. All right. I'm like, don't worry, guys. I got this. And I cock my finger guns. I'm like, and I scorching ray at both of them. I, I scorching ray like like gangsta style. Attacks are coming. So I have I have lime and orange you have left. lemon and orange. Lime is- That's a Caroline. Well, lemon- Lemon rely, reminds me of a friend, so I'm gonna throw one at uh, at at orange first because I hate orange. Yeah, that's Ooh, gonna hit. Does yeah, that's hit? gonna hit. All right, and then are you still on the leash? Okay, it's- yeah, yeah. You <laughs> no, haven't. I mean, like maybe. you never told me you took him off okay. the leash. <laughs> seven damage to the uh, to the orange one. All right, so the orange one takes your seven damage. Um. Um, and it's looking, it's starting to look melty, just like the other one. All right, let's throw another one at it then. Inspire! Well, the 15 might hit, because my 9 hit. It, that hits. All right, well, oh, that hits? Okay, so let's do that last thing again. Yeah, the orange one just melts. It just puddles out. <laughs> um, <laughs> Boil, the orange bitch! puddles starting to mix with the yellow puddle, um, and it... Interesting enough, they're they're not getting anywhere. Oh yeah, that hits the second that you're hitting the lemon. Oh, oh, everybody drink, nice. drink. That would be a natural twenty on that last hit. That is excellent. So okay, I'm gonna. Oh jeez, that's sixteen damage. How oh how, how would you like to kill the Jello Santa? Yes, Yay! yes. So I like I said, I cocked my finger guns, being a little drunk. I'm like, don't worry, guys, I got this. So I. I, I zap the one, the 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 orange one, because I hate it, because fuck orange. And then I zap the other one, and I I I'm a little I I un like the other one. I kind of like singe the table around it. But this this one to the lemon is fucking on target. It's like boom, and it 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 hits it, and then it like you see you see the lemon kind of go. Oh, God, no. And then it explodes. Yeah, the lemon's been trying to dust off. Like, apparently they have a dog here, and there's dog hairs on the floor. And it's been like, <clears throat> and it hears you, like, cock the finger guns. It's like, <clears throat> and it looks up and goes, what? And then it just explodes, and there is little bits of lemon jello all over this kitchen. And at that explosion, you hear a rumbling. Oh, sorry, guys. I didn't get enough food after all of that fighting. And uh, the end of uh -oh. the table, you notice that there are there aren't three cake tiers. There's actually a fourth cake tier, and it's the highest of them all. And on top of it sits a fruit cake, and the fruit cake is shaking, and it's expanding, and it looks like it has uncollapsing, and you hear a and the fruitcake starts to expand at rapid speed and it is cr the table itself is crushed under the weight of one large 
tree trunk sized leg and another large tree trunk sized leg. You know, your beautiful dinner is scattered across the kitchen. And it, it, it is so tall that as this fruitcake golem hits the <laughs> ceiling, it hunches over and it, it can rest its knuckles on the floor a la a gorilla. And it roars at you in a deafening way. And it goes, (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) And it blows out everybody's microphones. I'm sorry, you might have to go. What the fuck? (laughs) See, I can't do. That was actually kind of appropriate because that was fucking terrifying. (laughs) Soria suddenly wishes she'd had that drink earlier. And and it's going to roll initiative. And we're going to keep whatever you guys had. And uh, you are the fruitcake golem is none too happy that you uh, you heard its frenzies. Oh, but lucky for you, the fruitcake golem is not completely dexterous. <laughs> and uh, the next in the order is Bucks. <laughs> Bucks. Bucks, kill it, kill it, Bucks. Bucks will do something that he has never done before. He is going to fly around it and attempt to give the help action for the next person to attack it so like whenever yeah whenever whenever someone comes up and he's gonna try and tickle it cool that'll give me advantage okay that that just results so the fruitcake golem is a big golem in a tiny kitchen and there's this bird and he gets all king kong and he's like, and he lifts up an arm trying to swipe at the bird, and the bird goes into the armpit and starts tickling it. And it's like, and it's a. <laughs> I hear, I, I get the impression from Bucks. He's like, hey, this is kind of fun. <laughs> I should do this more often. The fruitcake golem's a little distracted. He's next in the order, but that also, but so he's, he's, uh, he's gonna get a little bit of, uh, a detractor on his uh, on his attack roll because the fruitcake golem is going to try to get rid of this bird. Oh no, box! Box! Oh, no! no. Uh, does it two hit? <laughs> no! <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh god! Woo-hoo! Go, box! Go! It's very clear the fruitcake golem thought it would be doing the eating tonight, and it, it was not going to be encountering some fast flapping, tickling feather ball and so it kind of again it's 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 not a fast moving creature it lumbers around and it swings and it tries to catch the fruitcake golem and it just ends up smacking itself in its own armpit <laughs> uh carlton you are next uh i saw that jonathan went beast mode on that one jello mold and i look at him and i look at the leash that i still have attached to me i'm like i think it's t- uh, time i that i unleash the beast and i detach myself from jonathan uh, and then I decide to take Life Cutter, my halberd, and I'm going to go all up into that fruitcake golem using uh, Bucks' helping distraction. So I will attack him with my halberd for a soft 20 to hit. Uh, yeah, that's going to hit. Uh, and that'll do 14 damage. All right. You uh, take your halberd and you stab on in there and you come back with a, a nice toasty slice of che- uh, fruitcake. All right, uh, then I will make my second attack against him. Uh, will a 14 hit? Ooh, no, that's just going to miss. Well, that's going to piss me off. Uh, and even though I'm raging, 
I think I'm going to go ahead and go frenzied on this and get another attack in there. All right. Ugh. Uh. That's not going to work. Oh, I have advantage on one of those rolls because of buff. Yeah, you do. You never rolled you advantage. <laughs> there we go. Uh, 18 Actually, to hit. Don't you have all of them? You have uh, only for the fir- Only for one of them. Why? Oh, is it for all of them? He's essentially um, flanking with you. Okay, then yeah. Right, that's uh, what he's doing. So advantage, for, all right, so the second one we'll say was that 11 and the 14. The second one doesn't hit. Uh, then the fourth one, or the third one for the frenzy, 18 to hit? Yeah, 18 hits. All right, and crit fish. Uh, I do not, uh, so that'll be 18 damage. So you you slice in and you take out actually like what would normally be like the size of a fruitcake you'd actually give to someone. You take out like a hip. Like you slice out an entire fruitcake from this fruitcake golem. Um, and it actually looks really tasty. Uh, next up is Soria. Perfect. Soria looks down at the table and notices the tiny tarts. She's going to grab a handful of those. She's going to pluck a feather out of her chest. She's going to say a few magic words, wave the feather in the air, throw the tarts up in the air, and I need the golem to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, man. Wisdom. Uh, wisdom. It's not, it's not his specialty. He's not a wise being. No, no, this golem, um, this golem has one talent, and that's being made of fruitcake. Uh, so (laughs) the golem got a two. Perfect. So the golem is now affected by Tasha's hideous laughter. So that means he's going to fall prone and become incapacitated as he perceives everything as hilariously funny and falls into a fit of laughter. (laughs) So he is currently... Prone and incapacitated, he gets to make a saving throw at the end of his turn or every time he takes damage. All right. Yeah, the golem falls down. He's like... And um, just to hear Jules make the noise of a fruit golem laughing. He's like, he's like crying. He's at the point and instead of crying tears, he cries booze. Um, the booze you pour on a fruitcake. And like little little tiny like little tiny chunks of like fruit are kind of like every time he like shakes, there's like little crumbs fall off. He's like, <laughs> and he like right. points at you for some reason because he thinks you made the joke. Like this this bitch is funny. I am super funny. I'm still waving the feather. The tarts are on the floor. Uh, so yeah, he's incapacitated and prone, and I am done. Except I'm waving feathers and still saying words because right. it's concentration. So Jonathan, you're next. What does prone and incapacitated mean? I assume he means he's... So prone means anyone who attacks him with a a melee attack has advantage. Incapacitated literally means on its turn, all he can do is make the saving throw to try to no longer be incapacitated. I think, and I'm double checking this right now. Yeah, he can't take actions or reactions as incapacitated. So Jonathan, if you do a melee attack, you'll get advantage on your melee attack. But since he's prone, if I do a ranged attack, then I'll get disadvantage, I believe. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, haven't, right, I so have not been personally doing that in my game, I, but that's up to Joe. I say... I mean, uh, he's big. He's They're down, but not, I like, can't he's not get him. Way. Carlton! Yes! Be fast! And I, <laughs> I cast haste on Carlton Tank. <laughs> I do, my, my legs start doing the Roadrunner legs. Oh, yeah. Advantage, extra attacks, oh boy. Oh boy. And I say, Bucks, 
your job is done. Get out of there. And and that's my And turn. the golem sees these roadrunner legs and he like laughs. He's like, <laughs> those are funny. Um, all right, Bucks' oh, turn. Bucks is going to uh, use his action to disengage. All right. So he's gonna he's gonna hear my words and fly away. Having already having already done something awesome and heroic, he flies away. All right, and it's the fruitcake golem's turn, and he's laughing, but he's like, "Oh God!" Like you know how sometimes someone tickles you so hard it hurts. He's like, yep. he's like please, "Please stop, please stop." And so he rolls. And he gets a twelve. No, my spell save DC is a 14. He continues to be affected by Tasha's hideous laughter. So now he's on the floor and he's laughing, but you can tell these are not tears of joy and laughter. These are tears of this is like starting to hurt. Yeah, Tasha is hideous. All right, Carlton, your this turn. This is like Joker venom, like levels of laughter. <laughs> Carlton sees him laughing on the ground, laugh, uh, rolling on the ground laughing. He feels fast and furious. He's like, oh boy. Oh boy! Uh, he got, gets his hand on both hands on his axe. He's like, yeah, or his uh, halberd. He's like, yeah, buddy. Uh, and so, since he has advantage on these attacks, he's going to make the first one. All right, uh, yeah, fourteen and a yeah. So fourteen hits. Wait, oh no, fourteen doesn't hit. Sorry. All right, so the first attack will miss. Got even with advantage. Even ah. with advantage. Oh. All right. Uh, the second one is a twenty-seven to hit. Yeah, that hits. All right, so he's going to take damage, and then the fruitcake gets to make a saving throw. Because... So that's 11 damage for the fruitcake monster. Yep. And he gets to make another wisdom saving throw, and he gets to do it with advantage because he it's because it was triggered by damage. But he's still prone for my turn, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is just if, if he shakes off the effect, he won't be considered uh, incapacitated, incapacitated anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He got a 16. All right, so yeah, he shakes off. So he's still prone and on the floor, but he is no longer right. uh, laughing hysterically. So that was the second attack. The third attack, everybody drink as I crit tit. All right, so I need to roll two more D4, or two more D4 and D10, so give me one second. And I think he's got brutal critical, so I think he gets the extra. Yeah, so this is why I'm rolling two more sets. So roll that. He gets a ton of damage. Oh, shit. All right, so that's thirty-three, if I mathed correctly. Okay, um, so you 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 start carving up this fruitcake golem. Uh, he's no longer <laughs> laughing, um, <laughs> and and he's you have cut him off on both legs, uh, above the knee. Okay, is he still alive? He's still alive though. All right, because I have one more attack <laughs> with advantage. Uh, so a ten will miss. And a 25 for 19 damage. 25, yeah. Um, you get him. And um, basically, uh, right now, the fruitcake monster is a set of shoulders, an arm, and a head. <laughs> <laughs> but he's still living. Okay. Still, li still living. Oh, God, it's me again. Yeah, I'm, I super duper want this thing dead. So it shook off my my hideous laughter. And now it's looking so at I'm you in its like pathetic state and it's like Yep, so I'm going to start to whisper at it and I'm going to kind of I'm going to Sorry is going to be doing that weird throat singing under her breath so that you hear two different notes <laughs> at the same time and they clash with each other and I need the golem to make a wisdom saving throw. Well, not his strong suit. He got a, another 2. Perfect. Wow. That's a failure. 
So he's going to take a whole bunch of psychic damage. Which is perfect, because all he has left is his brain. All right, he's going to take 10 psychic damage. Is it still alive? How do you want to do that? (laughs) (laughs) I've never gotten one of these before. Okay. So yeah, so we lock eyes. You know, its eyes are like, you know, pieces of lemon. And I lock eyes with it. And I do that weird throat singing thing. And it's so out of tune that... The golem just disintegrates into a puddle. And then because the next part of the spell is that it must immediately use its reaction if available to move as far as its speed away from you allows. So it it disintegrates into nothing. And then the disintegrated piles start to roll away from me. So, so yeah, you, <laughs> That's disturbing. you lock eyes with yes. this golem. And the golem has gone from painful laughter to anger to debilitating fear. <laughs> and <laughs> as you start singing this out of tune song, the golem goes and it starts smashing its own head in order to <laughs> in order to prevent this and so it disintegrates into a puddle. It smashes itself into a puddle and the puddle rolls underneath the stove trying to get away from you (laughs) and the rest of the pieces as you guys you noticed as you chopped off pieces of this golem um it's turned into a rather delicious and delightful fruitcake and i'll I'll, if we're out of initiative i'll walk up to jonathan I'll put a a hand on his shoulder and I'll use my last spell slot at fourth level to cast Cure Wounds. And while while I'm casting Cure Wounds, I will say to Jonathan, fucking fruitcake. Fucking fruitcake ruins everything in my experience. So you get six hit points back. Yay, that nearly brings me back to full health. All right, so... um. Currently, you're standing in the middle of the kitchen. There is fruitcake everywhere. I, I, I'm I, kind of like covered in fruitcake because I, I feel like some of it exploded on oh, me. Oh, yeah. It, so I do it, one of these like like finger down my face and then, all right, this is <laughs> this is pretty decent, guys. Th- this golem was made of some delicious shit. Fucking fruitcake. I'm just going back for the chicken. Carlton? Uh, I'm, I'm nobbling, nobbling some fruitcake. Nobbling. Shut up. <laughs> so uh, you guys are congratulating yourselves on uh, a feast well eaten and a job well done. And uh, the kitchen door slams open with a giant crash behind you. And you hear, son of a bitch. And Surya turns around, still holding a chicken leg, and points it at the, the, the goblin lady and says, and says, fucking fruitcake. I asked you if you had manners. We did, and then your food fought back. What? Oozes. Fruitcake oozes. Nom. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Oh, oh my God, this is so good. Yeah, it, the, the, some of the food attacked. Oh, Jesus. Rice is good. I'd be like, and I take my other hand, and I, I like brush off a new thing, and I'm like, sorry, you got to try this. It's fucking awesome. The you best put that in ever. my face. Put that in my face, and I will take those hit points I gave to you, and I will take them no, away. No, no, no. And I, 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 back, I back off. I'm like, sorry, seriously, you got to try this. Like, nope. And I, I no. like scoop up a little on the plate. I'm like, sorry, come on. Oh, my God. No. It's so good. No. I hate fruitcake. So, um. They were oozes. 
The goblin landlord is in a fluffy, puffy pink robe. Of course. And uh, her hair is done up in curlers. And she has her, her hands on her hips and she marches across the detritus of the room. And she's like, what happened here? Your your fruitcake was an ooze and it attacked us because if you needed any more proof that oozes were actually evil and should be destroyed, it, it came in a fruitcake. We don't serve fruitcake. Everybody eats pies for you, old Smith. Well, yeah, and that there was fruitcake and there was other cakes of things and they were all oozes and we we were attacked and we destroyed them. But your your chicken is delicious. Is that jello on the wall? Well, no, it's now, it's leftover ooze. Ew. It was oozes. Um, God damn it, Larry. That asshole. Goddamn fruitcake. His wife, I told you they were getting a divorce. It's not been, it's not been cordial. The nastiest thing I- She tried to kill him with a fruitcake? She, his, our chef is, our chef was his wife. We- Oh, she's good at so... she's good at desserts and meatballs, and that's about it. And well, ever and oozes. The thing is, I can't. So this stuff, this stuff was meant to kill the husband. I can't deny you're a job in an economy like this. I'm gonna have to talk to Larry. Can I? Can I just roll an uh, an insight check just to make sure that this like is she telling the truth on this thing or is she gaslighting us? I wanna I wanna insight check her. Uh, Go for it. Because nobody has gaslighted anyone in recent history ever. Did you get roll? I can't. Did you get a one? I can't. I might have got. I can't tell if that was part of. You got a one. Yeah, I got a one. Okay. Yeah. So that technically means my insight's a five, but I got a natural one. So I am too distracted by the fact that Jonathan keeps trying to serve me uh, fruitcake. I want to check with my chipmunk cheeks if I think that this is true. Does a sixteen insight tell me if she's? Honest. Yeah, she's honest. She's she's exasperated as fuck. I look over to Soria and I have like fruitcake crumbs. I, I look over to her with my chipmunk cheeks, fruitcake falling out, and I just give her two thumbs up like rah, 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 rah. And Soria just shrugs and says Sorry about the mess, but yeah, oozes fruitcake. Uh I'm gonna have to go to litigation on this. You- Goblins don't do well in human court, even if it's just as a witness. This I'm gonna I'm gonna have to stand trial over this. Well, I'll tell you one thing: he is definitely getting the kids after this. And really, what judge would give children to a woman who only shoves meatballs in your mouth or pies? I don't know, but um, I ought to charge you. I, I need, so Jonathan the Magic Muscular kneels down. He puts his hand on uh, on Goblin's shoulder, you, like very earnestly, and he's are like, you "Touching me? I, I'm, I feel like you had no idea that these monsters were here. It, we were all, all of us, caught up in some fucked up domestic dispute. I appreciate the plight of the Goblin in in court. If you need a witness to testify." I am a renowned folk hero, and my owl saw everything, and somehow his memory is admissible into evidence, so I will testify on your behalf. If and Soria raises her hand and says, me too. <laughs> that, that, that's really sweet. And you did, you know, it's a mess in here, but I have a feeling the big one over there could probably eat it all clean. <laughs> 
And I give her a thumbs up, like, oh, this that's happening. <laughs> like, if Think about Carlton is he loves Jules Tide food. All I really need is you to be will we're gonna call the magistrate in the morning and get get this get this all settled out. If you just if you just wanna maybe eat eat whatever you wanna eat and go to your rooms. If you just stay to to to, to like give a statement, that would be that would be I'd appreciate it. Yeah. I can do that. How about you guys? Absolutely. <laughs> as I as I continue to like shovel fruitcake column into my maw. <laughs> There's going to be, I don't know where you're going. I mean, I, if you're on the post road, uh, there's usually no post on Yulmis morning, but if you need an extra night, there's a post the day after. And you can, uh, I'll talk to, I'll talk to them. The guy who runs the post carriage on Yulmis celebrates, he, or Yule's Tide, he celebrates Bamus, so he's, he's fine. He's not offended to work this oh. day. Oh, Bamus. Yes, a most excellent holiday. Hell, but yeah, sure, whatever. You can stay tomorrow night too on me. Just, just give your statement to the magistrate. Just please, please, no more singing. Okay. Except after this, Mary Yulmus, Mary Yulmus, it has been a Mary Yulmus. She just turns around and like walks back through the door and shakes her head and goes upstairs. And she does. Soria's gonna follow her, and as soon as they're out of earshot, she's gonna slip her another gold piece and say. So no more singing, absolutely, and we'll we'll help clean this up and everything. Can you just make sure that uh, J- Jonathan doesn't drink anymore? Because that'll be a lot easier to make him not sing. And uh, turkey, bye. I told and you, leaves. give him the water. What did you did you not give him the water like I told you to? Oh, I did, but apparently I need to do a yeah, lot more. Yeah, just two more glasses, and he's fine. Sorry, I'll go back and immediately start to shovel water into Jonathan's face in between whatever it is that Jonathan's trying to also shovel into his face. Alright. Water. Um, that's our game. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Jules, thank you so Yay! much for running D&D thank you. for us. Thank you, Jules. Congrats <laughs> I hope you on your very first fun. gaming session. Yes, it Absolutely. was Absolutely. 100%. Jonathan, you should also prepare a one-shot. That way, if ever we can do this again, if like we can't do a full party. Like, Because I have a one-shot prepared. Jules did one. Jules, Jules wrote down three things. Oh my god! Okay, I I have an idea for a one shot that I will. Um... Well, you save you save your one shot. Yes, no, no. Jules, we'll, we'll... save save your what you wrote down because you never know when you're going to need it again. And we're going to end it here. And the next time, hopefully, we'll be back at our regular scheduled game. Uh, if not, Soria will be back, and hopefully, we'll have leveled up and be equal in power to the rest oh, yeah, of you. Oh yeah, Soria, we'll you get specifically to Soria because that's the only fair way to do it <laughs> for killing. Three slimes. Oh no, the stone golem was. Uh, the slimes were a hundred exp each. Perfect. And the stone golem, since I had to nerf him a little bit, it originally the one I looked up because I used stone golem was five thousand nine hundred experience. Oh yeah, she's she's definitely <laughs> she's level leveled. five. She's a level five. There you go. You guys will get back to greenish. She'll be level five. All right, we're gonna say happy everything. Sp- Special awesome thanks to Jules for literally running a game at the last minute for the three of us and letting me play. (gasps) It was so fun. It it was so fun. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or www.libshark.com and see you next encounter.